0: The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 428 for August 17th, 2014. Verizon announces its voiceover LTE intentions. T-Mobile starts throttling even more customers. And Samsung announces the Galaxy Alpha. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Kapas. Brought to you each week by the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application. Available now for Android, the iOS, and Windows Phone 8 for $1.99. First in the news this week, as they do each quarter, Fierce Wireless analyzed the numbers from Strategy Analytics and posted the results of the top carriers in the U.S. for the previous quarter. In Q2 2014, Verizon remained in the top spot with 123.5 million subscribers, edging out AT&T's 116.6 million. Both saw healthy growth with Verizon adding 1.6 million customers and AT&T adding 634,000, keeping the third spot But just behind uh, is Sprint at 334,000 subscribers lost, bringing them to 54.2 million. Perhaps they won't be in the spot for that long. T-Mobile finished the fourth quarter with yet another gain with 1.5 million subscribers up to now 50.5 million.
1: I'm kind of curious that, uh, you know, we've got just a lot of numbers being added every single month, and I'm wondering when, it, I, I'd be curious to look at the, the graphs of how this is slowing down, because we've got to be getting to that point, right? Uh, we're we're, we're going to start slowing down the growth overall, because pretty much everybody has a phone now, or is this just going to be keeping up with kind of the, the, the way, uh, you know, accounts are being added? I'm, I'm
0: curious about those really big picture numbers. And it's, it's one of those things that goes from, uh, you know, when all the everyone has a phone now to people are adding on tablets and, and stuff. And now that there's shared data, there's more people going towards the carrier that they already have accounts with. Uh, You've got, you know, families that are adding children and stuff like that. So I think it's going to continue going for a little while. I mean, we see the population of the U.S. continuing to grow. So it's not like uh, it's not a lot. I mean, we're talking about overall over the course of a period, about two million to three million subscribers total added around between all the carriers. So it's really, of course,
1: uh, interesting is that Sprint versus T-Mobile. That is quite a difference between those
0: two. And that's uh, really uh, that's really speaking volumes. And again, it's maybe not for that much longer. Sprint at 54.2 million subscribers, T-Mobile just 4 million behind that, and at a clip of 1.5 million per quarter that they're adding in a loss that Sprint is having, this could be easily surpassed here within the next just couple of quarters here. So we'll have to see how this all plays out. We've got a little bit of news later about what Sprint is going to try and do to slow that growth. Well, the USB Promoters Group has finished developing the design and specifications for the USB Type-C plug and port. The Type-C connector will replace the Type-B connector that's known as micro-USB, and that's found in most modern mobile devices, such as smartphones and, of course, tablets. One of the key aspects of the Type-C connector is that it's reversible. It can be inserted either way, like Apple's lightning connector. The Type-C connector will support USB 3.1, providing theoretical data transfer speeds up to 10 gigabits per second and more importantly 100 watts of power can be passed over it for charging batteries up to and including laptops according to the usb promoters group usb type c will be fast and powerful enough for everything that you carry with you on the mobile side type c connectors will be compatible with existing usb ports but the usb promoters group claims that extensive arrays of adapters will also be made during its introduction, they also said they're offering companies the technical details to get started on hardware integration of the new spec. Yeah, it's too bad that it's not compatible, but
1: it's uh, going to be uh, a really nice uh, connector because of the reversible. I, you know, one thing with the, uh, the the Apple connector, the Lightning, it's so nice to be able to just plug it in, not have to worry about the orientation. And of course, micro USB, a lot of times it's, really t- it's kind of hard to even tell which direction it needs to go unless you just exactly know uh, which way the device is. But if it's a device you're, I'm not familiar with, them. I, I kind of struggle with which direction it needs to go. And of course, the, the real thing I can't wait for is the type A connector, where It's the the typical USB, the the rectangular one. It it seems to never go in either direction you try to plug them in. And those are tough to get plugged in. So I can't wait to see have these reversible ones. And of course, with 100 watts of power, that is uh, very excellent.
0: Yeah, I, I think I said that uh, it was compatible. It's not compatible with existing USB ports. So, uh, but yes, I, I totally agree with that. It is frustrating. Uh, we've been going on, what, 15 years plus here of USB connections, and it seems like every time you plug it in, oh, it's not going to work. You flip it over, you try it again, oh, it doesn't work. You flip it over the third time, and then it somehow works, and you go, I already tried that. What just happened there? And, anyway, ultimately, it uh, it works. So, yeah, they got to get, uh, get to work on that here. Of course, there's a rumor that uh, we could see something kind of special that Apple will do here with their next version of uh, that Type-A-N. But again, that's rumored and uh, yet to be seen here. And we'll uh, see that announcement hopefully within a month, if it happens at all. AT&T announcing this week plans to deploy LTE Multicast starting in early 2015. Multicast allows operators to push video content to a number of subscribers at the same time rather than broadcasting individual streams on demand. This creates more efficient use of the wireless spectrum at and is saying that it's exploring the possibility of LTE multicast, but they hadn't committed to it until now. They're likely to use 700 megahertz D and E blocks it purchased from Qualcomm for the multicast. Verizon Wireless also says they plan to deploy multicast in 2015 and will begin adding it to their handsets beginning in the fourth quarter of this year. So, I'm kind of really wondering what they're
1: going to do with this kind of thing because I'm, I'm thinking that now we're all so on demand trained with the likes of Netflix and the app, you know, like, uh, you know, the Comcast app and whatever on demand content you're watching. Multicast is not that. It's more like over the air TV or cable TV that's, uh, you know, it's airing at a certain time and it's just coming. And you can't stop it. You can't pause it. You can't, you know, uh, watch it later or rewind it. So, this is, uh, I'm thinking maybe live sporting events, maybe what they may use for, maybe, uh, you know, uh, major network content, but I'm starting to think, uh, you know, maybe this is a little too late in some cases here because I don't know how they're going to monetize this, but uh, I suppose sporting events would be the one thing they could.
0: You know, it, I, I totally agree with that. In, in some ways, it seems antiquated. It seems like a technology that would have made a lot more sense, say, 10, 15 years ago or something like that. But I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of people that are really interested in watching stuff while they're on the go. They don't happen to be in front of their TV and they want to watch stuff. So sporting events is a good example. But I, I think the primetime television content is really up there as far as people what they would be looking for, too.
1: That's true. And I mean, I'm kind of the same way, Mickey. I'm really not around major TVs these days days much uh and i and even if i am i'm using the ipad to watch a movie or, or netflix or something versus the tv that's right behind me just because i can carry it with me when i'm walking around so and i know uh, you've been watching a lot of sporting
0: events uh on your ipad too yeah that's it's interesting i mean the uh, there's a preseason game going on today for uh for the 49ers And uh, I've got a TV upstairs And it happened to be on uh, But I wasn't watching it I was watching it on the iPad As I was slinging it uh, to with me Where I was just walking around You know downstairs Doing other stuff And so interestingly I I, I had it on But wasn't actually watching it On that TV Because I was doing other stuff And so yeah It's it's absolutely I think Something that, uh, that people Would be interested in And ultimately I think It's just going to be How they can monetize it And what is actually going to uh, Going to make sense for them Verizon also this week Saying that it intends to launch voice over lte service in the fourth quarter of this year that will uh, the technology will be there to use high definition telepresence services says verizon cfo fran shamo shamo however did not publish a timeline for when Verizon would launch phones that are LTE only without support for CDMA voice technology, um, though we can expect these probably within the next 18 months or so. By removing CDMA chipsets, Verizon could lower the cost of the phones. Currently, voice traffic for the Verizon network travels only over its CDMA network, and the carrier is, of course, moving to its LTE network with the voiceover LTE eventually. T-Mobile recently said it now covers 200 million of its customers or customers in the U.S. with voice over LTE technology, though it doesn't sell many Voiceover LTE capable phones yet. AT&T launched Voiceover LTE in some parts of the Midwest, and Sprint has not yet given a timetable, though they said that they will launch Voiceover LTE, uh, perhaps in the first uh, first half of 2015. Uh, in other network news, Shamo said Verizon could start refarming slivers of its 1,900 megahertz PCS spectrum soon, which it uses for CDMA service. That would happen possibly in the next two to three years. He also said verizon plans to take parts of the fcc's aws3 auction or take part in the auction that is scheduled to start in November now uh, this is an interesting topic here voiceover LTE and understanding how this is going to work and and when the the, implementation is going to happen I guess the first question is is this going to be something that we see in place in the next version of the iPhone because there's so many customers that are on the Verizon network that are using it and this could be a a time for them to launch this service is right around the launch of that new device and and if so is that is the network ready for it Uh, Joey I'll be honest with you I and I think you're seeing this too there's a lot of times with uh with my phone that I'm seeing 3G or even one X. And I think you are too. Yeah, and uh, I, it feels like for me, it, it, it almost could be this 5S that
1: I, ha- I have. Uh, it, with the iPhone 5, I felt like I saw LTE a lot more, but these days I've been seeing 1X and 3G uh, drastically more than I have, and I don't know if maybe the LTE's, uh, uh, the spectrum is full full of users and it's thus kind of falling back. I don't know how this exactly works, but I feel like I've been seeing 3G and 1X just a, a lot lately, and uh, you know, in a year, are they going to be able to improve all of this to uh, actually have handsets that don't have cdma into it and then i'm thinking you know it's uh, maybe they'll just have that in low-cost phones where maybe the expensive phones will still have cdma left over for a while but you know they want to get off cdma obviously to move into the you know from what 20 some plus oh it's way more than 20 years old now to you know something that's actually a you know less than 10 years old for a technology and it's it is time to move that and free the uh, free the spectrum up and get going but i'm not sure if they're quite there yet and then i start thinking about sprint and how you know where they're at with their network, and it's probably going to be years before they can get uh, over to Voice over LTE exclusively. You know, many many years, and then I think that uh, that they may have a problem with um, getting CDMA phones. Then, and the, the the price of CDMA phones may go up because now they get to share kind of with Verizon because they're in the same technology. But if Verizon goes away from CDMA entirely, it'll probably start raising the cost of CDMA chipsets.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you have a if you have a cost. Uh, You know, if you think about the cost of these things side by side, if you're not having to put in a whole nother part of technology into the device that can be used for something else. I mean, it all takes up space and these devices are so so small already as it stands that by taking up less space with this allows them to do something else could be something like, uh, you know, additional bands, for example, uh, or different types of technologies as we move forward to the next versions of technologies that are coming out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, of course, price, too, because, you know, you have to pay all the licensing and all that for the, the, the chipsets themselves. So that's one thing that will help with the uh, with that. And then also I start thinking that, you know, if, if Verizon is going to start moving towards voiceover LTE right now, I, I think that... Uh, T-Mobile and AT&T will actually have a leg up because they've got their pretty robust 3G networks that phones have been on for a really long time. Obviously, they've been kind of getting rid of the GSM network slowly here as they're you know migrating uh, you know services and and you know uh, what is that machine machine uh, telephone connections off the GSM and edge networks to the the 3G. So I think that uh, you know T-Mobile and at may actually have a little advantage here for voice calling for a little bit, even wh- when Verizon starts making this transition.
0: Yeah, it is going to take a little bit of time. Of course, they're not saying that they're doing this next year. That that they would have these devices out sometime, you know, within eighteen months to two years from right now. So it's 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 around the corner, but it's it's still a little ways away here. You know, we this kind of reminds me of the conversation that we had when we first started talking about analog and. And uh, how analog was was going away. And that was back in. Well, I think it when did it drop off 2009 or maybe 2010 is when they dropped it off. And, you know, ultimately, I was at that time thinking, how are they going to possibly do this? You've got so many people that are still using analog services and you've got rural areas and this and that. And it's just it's gonna be the same type of thing it's gonna be kind of like just a you know a cutoff uh, rip the band-aid off and all of a sudden your device may not work in as many places as it used to but that's just kind of the brakes that's just how it is and uh, for the most part it's gonna work in hopefully 90 to 95 percent of the the places that you go but you're gonna still find yourself at those times when you uh, you know you go into a building or someplace that doesn't have the best coverage and and at this point hopefully we'll have Wi-Fi calling that will be able to supplement that if it's uh, something that you control like a, like a home or an office. Yeah, and, and, and right now, you know, Verizon, you can get, still make phone calls basically in any, almost any
1: building you're at, you know, almost. And I'm thinking of the real rural areas where I know a lot of people are like, you know, I absolutely have to have Verizon because this is what works where I'm at in the middle of nowhere and if they switch over to voice over lt like this you know obviously on a pretty aggressive schedule here i just see them uh really you know turning off a lot of people and all of a sudden you know drastically like oh verizon you know screwed me over by switching to this
0: new thing so i just uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm wondering what'll happen here To summarize this conversation, um, they are not planning to stop offering devices uh, that have CDMA in them. It's that they plan to start offering devices that have LTE only in them for voice calling. So we'll see how that all plays out here. And again, 18 months, two years from now, before we even really have a conversation about this and and, uh, that actually means anything. where We've got the timing of this uh, a little bit more nailed down. So interesting stuff here. Also from Verizon on Friday, they introduced a new single line plan that includes unlimited talk and text as well as two gigs of data with data overages at $15 a gigabyte now the kicker is the pricing on this new plan is only $60 a month and anyone that buys a new phone using the Verizon Edge upgrade program can save an additional $10 per month with this plan, in comparison to the other carriers, AT&T offers a plan with unlimited talk and text and two gigs of data for sixty-five dollars a month. Sprint's Framley plan uh, offers unlimited talk, text, and one gig of data for fifty-five dollars a month. And T-Mobile's unlimited talk, text, and one gig of high-speed data is fifty dollars a month, or three gigs of data for sixty dollars a month. So Verizon kind of finding themselves in a position here where they've got to offer a cheaper plan for the individual and uh, sixty dollars a month for two gigs of data should suffice for a lot of people. So check that one out if uh, you happen to be on Verizon and you're looking to uh, slash your bill a little bit there. Sprint's new CEO, Marcello Clare, told company employees that it will debut very disruptive service plans as soon as this upcoming week. Clare made remarks during a company-wide town hall meeting on Friday covering a variety of topics and was frank about Sprint's standing in the market. He said, when you have a great network, you don't have to compete on price. But when your network is behind, unfortunately, you have to compete on value. And, price, and he told employees that the company will give them the tools they need to be more effective in selling their services, including those family plans. He said, quote, we're going to change our plans to make sure that they are simple and attractive and make sure every customer in America thinks twice about signing up to one of our competitors. Claire admitted to employees that the network overhaul has taken too long, but the spectrum holdings were vast enough to give Sprint plenty of fighting power. But the problem is they have to pay for that. Uh, you know, they've got spectrum, but they have to pay to
1: implement it. And I, I don't know how they're going to do that right now because, the, uh, you know, at the rate, rate they're losing customers, I, I just see that the uh, investment in the technology is going to be a little tough to justify.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, ultimately, they're going to have to figure out what it is that's going to stop the bleeding and keep them as a viable force here. We talked about it at the top of the show. They could be the number four carrier before too long, a position that they have never been in. And their, you know, gamble on, you know, being the unlimited carrier hasn't
1: paid off. I mean, nobody really cares because the, you know, the few people I know that have uh, Sprint say the data doesn't even work. So, and that was my uh, experience with them before I switched over to Verizon uh, when
0: the iPhone 5 came out. So it's, uh, you know, it's not looking good for them right at the moment. Yeah, that. And if you've got, you know, something that has LTE in it, like a 5S, um, I have a family member who has one. It's very hit or miss where it works. And it's almost like a, a party when you've got it in an area that's got LTE and then you've got good service. But the places are few and far between. And again, it goes back to where do you spend most of your time? And if it's not in an area that uh, the network is is good for you, then it doesn't make any sense for you to have them as your carrier t-mobile on monday announcing changes to its pay-as-you-go plans starting today august 17th t-mobile's low-cost offering will charge a flat rate of 10 cents per voice minute or message with a three dollar monthly minimum or a combo of 30 minutes and messages customers will also be able to buy lte data passes for five dollars for 500 megabytes of dead data or weekly passes for 10 bucks for one gig of data the plan does not require a credit check deposit or annual contract and can be used with most devices in a memo t MO news says they obtain from an internal source the company will address customers with uh, they suspect of using its network for peer-to-peer file sharing services by throttling their data per the memo T-Mobile has identified customers who are heavy data users and are engaged in peer-to-peer file sharing and tethering outside of T-Mobile's terms and conditions it says this results in negative data network experiences for customers and beginning on the the 17th of august t-mobile will begin to address customers who are conducting activities outside of the terms and conditions t-mobile will contact customers they feel are in violation of the policies and will explain its terms and conditions advise them that the data speeds may be reduced until their next billing cycle if they don't change their ways when contacting a customer t-mobile will then flag that account with the data misuse warning until their next billing cycle and if the customer's behavior continues t-mobile will then tag their account with a misuse misuse throttle code and data speeds will then be reduced the initiative is scheduled to begin today as we mentioned august 17th and it applies to the 80 dollars simple choice plans with unlimited data use on a phone up to five with up to five gigs of mobile hotspot data so Keep that in mind if you're someone who's using the T-Mobile network for peer-to-peer file-sharing services. You're probably going to get a note from them and ultimately have some issues with the speeds of your network uh, as a result. And T-Mobile a few weeks back announcing a special promotion four-line family plan with unlimited talk and text along with 10 gigs of data for $100 a month. The carrier is now launching a similar but even cheaper plan for larger families, six lines with unlimited talk and unlimited text and 2.5 gigs of data per line for $120 a month. The promotional data will last until 2016, after which the data allotment will drop per line down to one gigabyte. Cellular One on Wednesday said that it plans to stop offering wireless service in the states of Montana and Wyoming at the end of the month. Cellular One has advised customers to find alternative carriers before August 31st and is endorsing AT&T and waiving early termination fees so customers can switch the service. AT&T is offering Cellular One customers a $100 gift card and will also waive activation fees. Cellular One's retail outlets in Montana and Wyoming will be rebranded to AT&T. In a letter sent out to customers earlier this summer, Cellular One said that its business model simply does not support the significant capital investment required to upgrade its Montana network to the 4G technology needed to remain competitive with large national service providers. So, you know, this is one of those those stories that you just hate to see. One of the little guys can't keep up with the bigger guys here because they don't have enough subscribers to uh, put forth the capital to upgrade the network. To make sure that they've got four G, so that their customers ultimately stay with them, you know. So ultimately, they're just going to uh, to dump the network in that those states. And so, if you're with Cellular One, apparently now you're going to be roaming if you travel in there, and you won't have, but won't be able to keep your service uh, there if that's your native uh, state that you live in.
1: Yeah, and that's the hard part because the you know they're competing with the advertising of the national carriers, and they're also competing with the 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 you know uh, national footprint of. The national carriers as well. And it's hard to say, well, I'm this regional carrier that has some roaming agreements and and this and and that. And of course, still, you know, make a profit on this while still trying to maintain a new network. It's, you know, it's a different market than when these uh, carriers started. Yeah,
0: it's 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 very interesting for them, and uh, ultimately, I think if you're a Sailor One customer and, and you live in one of these states, it's it's probably kind of a bummer because you've probably had pretty decent service with them. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have stayed with them. So uh, ultimately, I think AT and T will do what they need to do uh, with those assets uh, in that area, and uh, you know, be a uh, you know, hopefully, be a carrier that makes sense for you. Uh, ultimately, AT and T has not been a good choice for most people in uh, many of the states in the the middle part of the country just because of the coverage that they've had has not been really uh, is really what they've needed but ultimately over time they've uh, they've expanded and they've done a lot of good things and uh, you know created roaming agreements and something like this is definitely going to help them out as well well just one new device this week it comes to us from Samsung the Korean phone maker on Wednesday announced the Galaxy Alpha this is an Android smartphone for the first time that introduces a metal frame though still incorporates plastic on the back the Alpha is 6.7 millimeters thick one of samsung's thinnest phones features a 4.7 inch 720p display with an octa-core processor that's four 1.8 gigahertz cores and four 1.3 gigahertz cores it includes two gigs of ram and 32 gigs of internal storage but does not support micro sd cards The Alpha has a 12-megapixel main camera and 2.1-megapixel user-facing camera and can shoot 4K Ultra HD video. The Alpha also offers Ultra Power Savings Mode, Download Booster, Quick Connect, and Private Mode, which can be secured with a fingerprint thanks to the fingerprint scanner built into the Home button. Samsung said that the Galaxy Alpha will begin shipping in September in multiple colors. However, it's unknown what markets will be the first to get the device. In software news, HTC announcing a version of its Zoe application for uh, to be available in the Google Play Store. The app is intended for all Android devices and users will be able to shoot their own Zoes and share them uh, with others. Until now, the Zoe... Feature has been specific to a select few phones, including the HTC One, uh, i.e. the M7 and M8. The new app will allow Samsung, LG, and other Android devices to shoot clips and then pair them with themes and pictures to create 30-second masterpieces. Zoe will reach the Play Store later this week. Small businesses looking to accept occasional credit card payments without paying monthly service fees will now have another option, as Amazon has launched Local Register to compete with Square and PayPal here. The $10 card reader is compatible with any iphone from the iphone 4 onward as well as any ipad or ipad mini amazon is undercutting its competition with a flat fee of 2.5 percent per transaction Versus 2.7 percent from PayPal here and 2.75 percent from Square. Amazon is sweetening the deal with a special introductory rate of 1.75 percent until the end of 2015, and will also carry uh, it will provide a credit of $10 uh, cost of the card reader in the full in full against transaction fees. The service is initially available in the U.S. and Japan only, but expected to roll out to other countries internationally. Into questions and comments this week. First up, a question from Joseph. He said, I've been using the standard iPod earbuds, iPod as opposed to iPhone, since there's no mic Uh, there was no mic for some time and on the pair that i found in the thrift shop were quite old Uh, i'm thinking of uh, the earbuds that i'm thinking that earbuds deteriorate over time simply because i noticed that the sound of earbuds sounds quite harsher than it used to and the lower end which was never really all that good now sounds even worse than it was originally i've never really had this problem previously since it usually gets messed the headphones usually get messed up before the actual headset wears out however i wondered if you've had any experience with this Uh, another note when i got these earbuds i also got another pair at the same time and the other pair doesn't have the harshness as this pair does also has better low-end response joseph you know i've never had this happen myself but you know it does happen over time this is just kind of the nature of speakers Yeah, and for me, I've
1: had uh, the wires break, too, especially on Sony's. I've always had the Sony wires break on me for good headphones. But, uh, you know, I haven't had a deterioration in sound quality, but I do have some suspects of this. Uh, You know, there's a a couple of reasons why this could be happening is my gut feels. One, they're actually going to be... uh, you know, a buildup of earwax, that's one reason. I, I don't remember the design of these particular ones, uh, if they're the old style or the new style, but that can be an issue. Uh, also, just even moisture can build up and then create kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a, a gooey substance which would be causing that. Uh, y- y- you could try blowing some compressed air through it to see if it clears it up. Um, also there's a, um, uh, you know, just a breakdown in the actual speaker drivers themselves, deterioration, which is probably the cause of this particular issue.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that it could be. I mean, it's just a, you know, they're they're components, electrical components and with magnets and, and all sorts of different things. And it could be just about anything. So, uh, you know, if you've got something that are that old, that, you know, you, they're the old style, it's probably time to upgrade to something else. They're not that expensive. They're 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever they are. So check those out. Uh, if you're looking to get those or spend a little bit more and get something a little bit more high end too.
1: Yeah. Cause like I've got a, a set of ultimate ears that actually does have the microphone on it for my iPod touch and you know, the, they were 20 bucks on sale and they, I've had these now for a, a few years and they uh, they're working really, really good still. So uh, there's definitely a lot of good alternatives out there. Yeah, those are the Logitech ones,
0: right? Yes. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm I'm holding up a pair right yep, here. Yep. That's it. Those are the same ones. Yep. Yeah, these are. I think only twenty bucks or something like that. Were n't they? Yep. It yep. was twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not that expensive. You can find good deals on, online all the time. So check check out some different uh, different choices there, Joseph. Next up here, a voicemail from Marlis.
2: Hey guys, this is Marlon from Pennsylvania, and um, I'm a few shows behind. But I just heard the one where Verizon is about to start limiting. It's unlimited customers who go over five gigs. I happen to be one of those customers. I jumped on the unlimited plan when they were the last people to have an unlimited plan. So I'm still grandfathered in. But to go on and say that, well, it only affects a small amount of people. That's really kind of like the frog that if you just let that jump into a hot water The frog will jump out, but if you put it into warm water, it'll sit there until you keep turning the water up, and it'll just sit there and cook until it dies. By saying that it only affects a little bit of other people, there's more important things to do. If it affects one, it affects all, because there's a thing called precedent. If you give them precedent on these so-called little things, they'll be able to stretch that and push that and distort it to their own favor. You know, I'm really surprised that you guys are a lot of times in the pocket of it would seem of the uh, the big telephone companies. First of all, I don't even see how they can call an unlimited plan and give it a maximum cap rate of five gigs. That defeats the plan of, of being unlimited. They should have been sued for that. But we here in America, we just keep letting everyone push us around and do all types of things. That's just my point of view. Hey, but I still like the show. Have a good day.
0: Marlos, thank you very much for the voicemail and, uh, your comments there on, uh, on Verizon and the unlimited plans and, and whatnot. You know, um, you mentioned something in there about just kind of our, our views on this and how we talk about it. And, uh, you know I, I guess what I'll, I'll I'll say here is that I, I don't think that uh, justification of what the the carriers do here is, is really what we're all about or what we like to talk about it's more just trying to, to explain you know where they're coming from from a, a different perspective obviously as a consumer any change like this is not going to be accepted by everyone uh, as, as a good thing uh, however as a business uh, they have to do things that they think are going to be best for their business model even if it's In, uh, you know, contradiction to what would be best for the consumer. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, Verizon cutting back on uh, their unlimited plans and saying people who use over, you know, five gigs essentially are going to see throttled speeds doesn't make someone happy who's paying for an unlimited plan when you're saying you've got an unlimited plan and that's what you want technically it's still unlimited you're still getting data over that 5 gigs it's just throttled down so it's still technically unlimited uh yet not as you know what it was that you thought it was when you signed up for it yeah exactly and and
1: you know i don't disagree with you
0: because because it, it you know was always
1: one of the biggest pet peeves when when all the carriers used to say they were unlimited and they would advertise blatantly that they're unlimited and in their conditions well Two gigabytes, uh, we may slow you down or cut you off after two gigabytes. Do you remember when they were doing mm-hmm. that? When they were literally hard cut off at two gigabytes, but they were still saying it was unlimited. And luckily we're beyond those days, but still, this doesn't make it any less easy. And of course, for, uh, you know, having been sued, that's a, a good question. I mean, I, I don't know if that uh, they can wiggle out of it based on, you know, the terms and conditions that are buried in the, uh, in your agreement that I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if there's something you've agreed to that basically allows this to happen uh, in, in, in the in the service agreement, because otherwise, I think you'd be right. I think they probably would have been sued by this uh, for this by now.
0: And another thought on this is that I don't think that anyone that is still under one of these plans is in a contract anymore, because you would only sign up for a contract for a subsidy. And as long as these plans since they made that switch over to where they still allowed Grandfather Unlimited plans, there was uh, you, you at that point still had to pay up front for the device. So if you went and wanted to get a subsidized plan, they, they forced you to choose something new. Uh, the only thing I could say around this is that if you had uh, a credit on a smartphone line, we talked about this loophole last week, that if you had a credit on a, on a smart uh, non-smartphone line, you use that to upgrade to a new smartphone, that line would perhaps still be under a contract, but the line that has the unlimited data perhaps would not. So uh, a lot of uh, different things to consider here. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm i glad you called here and, and left the voicemail, Marla, said just, to, just to, to air that out and just to hear what you had to say there, because uh, I, I'm sure a lot of other people who are listening to the show were thinking the exact same thing that you were. Next up here, a question from Paul. He says, guys, uh, Mickey, you have been a big advocate of the Verizon messaging application, and indeed it works quite well on my Motorola uh, X Nexus 7, T-Mobile, iPhone 5, and on the web. I've been trying to get it to work on the Nexus 4, though, without success. Nothing happens when I press the subscribe button. I've tried it with and without a SIM. I've gone into airplane mode, turned just Wi-Fi on, trying to fool fool the app just to thinking it was a Wi-Fi-only device. No luck. Wondering if you had any success on a non-Verizon Android phone. Thanks, Paul. uh, Well, Paul, yes, uh, I know of this issue. I know it very well. Uh, I could never and can never get messages to work on the Nexus 4. I don't know what it is. It's just, uh, it just doesn't, it's not working. So, um, you know, you mentioned that you've got it going on your Verizon Moto X. So it does work on certain phones, just not on the Nexus 4. So it's got to have something to do with the app not playing nice with the device itself as, you know, there's no real issue with messages on most Verizon devices. But yeah, could never get it going on my Nexus 4 either. So I know that one very well. Frustrating. Next up here, a voicemail from Josh.
3: Hey Mickey, this is Josh recording from. So I'm in Ray, Colorado this week and I'm really surprised. I'm up here um, and I had LTE for most of my drive from Denver. It's about a three hour drive east and um, been pretty impressed with my Verizon service. My question this week though is about LTE service. I am a little bit confused, or I guess I shouldn't say LTE service, but just the radios used in the iPads and the iPhones. I have a new iPad Mini Retina, and also I also have the new iPad or the iPhone 5S, um, both on Verizon. I'm sitting here looking at my iPad Mini Retina, and I've got full bars LTE. I've been up here for about five days. Um, my iPhone has had LTE one day. And that's been about it. I don't really understand it. And I was just wondering if the radios are the same in both the uh, iPad Mini Retina and the iPhone 5S. Um, love to hear your thoughts on that. It Sometimes it seems like I don't have um, LTE on one device, or usually not on my iPhone, and I almost always have it on my iPad Mini. Love to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, and as always, I enjoy the show. Oh, one more question: I'm headed out to Portugal for about six weeks. Um, here, here in about a month, and I was just kind of wondering what you recommend as far as grabbing a SIM card um, and just yes, using iMessage and being able to communicate things of that sort. I'm just looking for, I don't know, limited data. I'm guessing about a gig of data or or something along those lines. Um, Love to hear hear your thoughts on that, Mickey. Thanks a lot. Always enjoy the show. Keep up the great work.
0: Thanks, Josh, for the voicemail. Let's first talk about the signal and network issue um, that you're talking about between the phone and the tablet. So uh, the main thing that you're seeing here is that the radio uh, in the tablet is going to perform better because of a number of issues and, and really the components that it uses within the device. Um, you know, think about first off, you, you've got a larger device, so it's not as much stuff, i.e., the radios and the antennas and stuff that's crammed in there. Uh, further, you've got a big plastic bar on the top of this device uh, that allows for potentially better uh, signal propagation out of the device. You've got a uh, pro- probably a properly tuned antenna or a better, better tuned antenna. Uh, this goes back to kind of issues with how signals are sent and received between antennas. And uh, you can, you know, they've created different antennas for different devices and based on the size and stuff like that. Uh, a larger battery to potentially allow the radio to run at higher power when it needs to. Really just the, the components within um, are all bigger. The device is bigger. Uh, and and that's going to give you a better overall result in your performance. So um, I notice this every single day going in and out of a parking garage. The iPad stays on LTE with no problem Um, every once in a while. And when I say once in a while, I think I've seen it like once in three or four months, five months where it jumps over to 3G. But most of the time it just stays on uh, LTE. The iPhone often drops down to one X or even no service for me. So, um, you know, usually where you're going to see this is on fringe coverage areas, uh, especially in rural areas. You're going to see it uh, where you've got a sparsely covered LTE network and uh, potentially a re- rather strong 3G network, and so that that's what you're, where that is all going to happen there. But it's uh, you know I, I absolutely know what you're talking about here. I've seen it uh, firsthand. I see it, like I said, firsthand, just about every single day, where the iPad holds on to signal better, and it's just a just a, a better design on the device. Just matter of fact with that. Now, as for the uh, Portugal question, yes, uh, absolutely, pick up a local SIM while you're there. Um, there's two different uh, telcos that I would look into. Either Emi which is the kind of the monopoly landline carrier, from uh, Portugal Telecom and of course there's Vodafone there as there is in just about every European country as well so either should give you the coverage that you need either MEO or Vodafone you'll have data of course when you buy a sim Uh, your iMessage will then of course work easily there Uh, for your phone calls you can forward your calls over to a Google Voice number and uh, then just use Hangouts to make and place calls uh, while you're uh, on data over there and then any calls that come into your Verizon number will be forwarded to Google Voice and then come through over data so that'll work just fine there. Then also grab the Verizon Messages app that we just talked about and uh, add that on your iPhone as well. That way you can use it if people text your Verizon number that don't have iMessages because it works over data. I use this one actually quite a bit uh, when I'm working uh, in, a, in a location where I've only got Wi-Fi and no service and I send and receive uh, text messages over there and it works out quite well. Um, you'll be able to get this all for around 50 bucks uh, for the time that you're there and so you should be just fine with that. I would absolutely do that. Like I said, just uh, basically hand over the phone calling portion uh, to Google Voice and deal with that for the time that you're there. Just set up a forward there. It's free with Verizon and their unlimited plan and you're just forwarding it to an, a number uh, that's also a US-based number. So it's, it's no big deal and pretty much doing everything then over data and you've got a SIM and it's got data but it's, uh, you know, it's got messages and stuff like that but you're not actually going to be using them. So should work out just fine for you. Hide that phone icon and uh, don't deal with uh, text messages through messages. Just deal with them all through Verizon messages and you'll be good to go. Next up here, a question from Patrick. He says, guys, I know there's been a lot of questions about unlocking iPhones and then moving them from a CDMA-based carrier to a GSM carrier with not-so-great results. Is it possible that uh, to do that with a multi-band phone? For example, I have an HTC One activated on Sprint, and their signal is not very good in my very rural area. I'm looking at the radio specs on the phone. It covers most, if not all, of the normal spectrum ranges. Is it possible to unlock and switch over to a GSM-based service? Thanks in advance, Patrick. Well, Patrick, yes. Uh, It is possible. However, as we've talked about on the show just a few weeks back, it may not work here in the U.S. Sprint will unlock the phone for you for international use. But in their terms of doing this, it says that it's not going to work on a carrier here in the U.S. So well, you may want to have them unlock it and you can try it, I would do so in a, uh, a prepaid plan or something that's going to give you uh, the right to cancel the service because I don't think it's going to work there. Finally today, a comment from Remington. He writes, Mickey and Joey, I tried your suggestion about using a third-party email uh, address to transfer my Google Voice numbers over to. It worked perfectly and better than anything else. There were no fees with this. Sincerely, Remington. Well, Remington, so great to hear that. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of things that you could have, uh, you could have said with that one, uh, as far as like the, the high cost of doing this or whatever. But I'm glad to hear that uh, as you're doing this, it's really not that uh, it, w- it was of no cost here. So Joey, it's a pretty good thing to uh, consider here is that if you're going to transfer numbers, and you're doing them from Google over to Google, there is no cost. That's good to know, because it
1: is, uh, it's a little bit tougher to uh, move numbers around. I mean, it's not easy.
0: Yeah, it isn't, and ultimately, I think the you know the nice thing about Google is that they understand that uh, you know you're going to be using the service here, and so if you just want to transfer it from one account to another, it's probably because it's a primary account or or who knows what, and so they're not going to charge you for it. So thank you very much for that feedback on that. That's great to hear for anyone who is looking to do that. Well, if you have any questions, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us by sending us an email to questions at junkie dot com giving us a call, 206-203-3734, and we'll get any questions or comments you have on a future show. Joey, thank you very much, as always, for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.